0: Hello everyone and welcome back to everything all at once with me Francesca. What's up guys? I've made it to week nine. Let's fucking go. It's go time. It's grind time. It's time to finish out the quarter strong. It's time to get out of here. Lately I have been just wanting to go home so bad it physically hurts but that's okay because this week is going to fly by then i'm going to have my finals and then i will be on that plane in no time which brings me i guess to today's topic of fomo or fear of missing out watching everybody that's done college early and is at home is killing me inside but you know we're gonna get it all out today so first a little life update Um, I think my brain is definitely broken. Broken. Oh my god, I can't even talk today. My brain is broken because I know that I'm mentally and physically burnt out and exhausted when I start laughing at the funniest, like the the not funniest, the stupidest shit. For example, I was on Instagram because I don't use TikTok and there was that Fergie song, you know, I'ma be taking them pics, looking all fly and shit. You know what I'm talking about. That song was playing in the background of this guy that was dressed like a rat, like bumping up and down dancing, and I swear to God, I almost peed myself for no reason, but yeah, that's where my brain is at. I've never been more exhausted than I have this week. I'm living off five shots of espresso a day, which is not good, and I keep telling myself that I'm going to bring my tolerance back down when I go home. Most likely, that probably won't happen, but you know, I'm a caffeine girl, and I needed to live. Especially, my excuse is, okay, I need to do homework, I need to be focused, I need caffeine. So, it doesn't matter how much I drink, I just need to stay awake. Because lately, I have almost fallen asleep. If not, I have fallen asleep on my computer multiple times. Not because, like, the assignment was long or anything. They have been long, but I'm just tired. Because I cannot balance it all. One person cannot do it all. But I'm going to try. Because I want to make the most of these last few weeks here. But on... You know what, I feel like I'm always getting to the serious topic right away, so I have a little, a little story time because I've never been in such a vulnerable position in my life than I have this week. So, basically, if you don't know what a dorm shower looks like, it is a 2 by 2 foot little square with no water pressure and hair everywhere. It's fucking disgusting. But I was showering and it was time to shave my legs, as everybody does. It was the time of the week where you just have that full body, like, "Mm," shower. That makes you feel really good. So I was just taking my time, and these showers are so small that, you know, my fat ass (laughs) bumps the door open and I don't notice. And I'm literally bent down, fully naked, shaving. And the door's like not wide open, but it's cracked. And I'm just shaving, you know, doing my thing. My music's playing, I'm vibing. Like, I'm like oh this is gonna be so good afterwards got my clean sheets on you know you know if you know you know but I was shaving and then the doors cracked open and I didn't realize and this girl walks in and I'm bent down upside down and we fully make eye contact and I've never been so embarrassed in my entire life I was like oh my god this girl has just seen it all I've never been so exposed and i wanted to die i quickly shut the door and i was like ah oh, fuck and then i was like you know what i'm going to own it yeah i was shaving my legs and what and what there's nothing i was going to do about that but i died in like those 5 seconds i was like oh my god no way somebody just saw me like that because at home i have a little stool in my shower that's built in and so my legs just like propped up very easy to shave Here I'm sort of have to like bend down in a way that conforms to the shape of the shower so I'm not like taking up the whole shower so I can actually move my arm to shave my leg and I it was just terrible nobody should have ever seen me in that position but that was a quick little story time and then also today I was running and I made eye contact with a coyote almost shit myself and completely ran the other way. Um if you see a coyote during the daytime, my dad's always like if you see any sort of animal like that during the daytime, they have rabies or something's wrong with them. So I literally thought it was going to attack me. I got so scared. And you know, I guess that brings me to how anxious I've been this week. I've been so anxious for no reason. I guess I have plenty of reason, but I don't I don't know what's going on. I know I'm getting really anxious when I get indecisive. I don't know if anyone else gets like this, but I can identify when I'm getting really anxious when some of the physiological symptoms aren't there when I can't decide on anything. Like I was out to dinner with my friend yesterday and I changed my mind on what to order like eight times and the sandwich I ended up getting was pretty good, but that's not the point. The point is that I literally can't make up my mind. Like I've been trying to book this workout class for a week and I've been like, no, yes, no, yes. And I finally went and I don't regret going, but I know I'm getting really anxious when I can't make a single decision and it sucks. And I don't know what to do. And you know there's this party today. And I was like I really don't feel like going. It's gloomy outside. Which is pissing me off. Because all I want to do is going to go to the beach. But I can't. Because it's cold out. And I'm not going to sit on the beach cold by myself. That's not going to happen. But I just wanted to not be anxious anymore. And it sucks. And I don't know how to relieve it. And Yeah, so there's this party today, I don't know if I should go, I'm obviously not going because I'm here recording, but I just, I don't know, I really don't know what's going on with me, I'm trying to figure it out, I, yeah, that's just where I'm at right now. So speaking of parties that I'm not going to, let's get into today's topic of FOMO. So if you don't know what FOMO is, I've done a little research and I want to give a little background on FOMO before I really go into it. So, I'm going to be going over FOMO in the traditional sense that most of us know, you know, missing out on friend group experiences, and then a FOMO that I've had quite recently a lot, which is like fear of missing out on life. Like, am I not living enough? So, we're going to dive into both those. So, before that, let's get into, you know, the basic definition, the history behind it, because a lot of this was actually pretty interesting and I didn't know about it. So, FOMO is fear of missing out, and... FOMO actually is built into our evolutionary history. So we basically have an innate fundamental need to fit in. And FOMO sort of stems from that need. Because if we feel like we are excluded from somewhere, that's causing an internal battle between our mind and our physical state. And this can turn into um, a spiral of anxiety, depression, And just causing you to look negatively inward when in reality the situation could have nothing to do with you. So we need to feel like we are part of a group. We need to feel like we fit in. So what has skyrocketed these negative emotions and impulsive behaviors because of FOMO is social media, obviously. So the average person spends around 147 minutes on social media a day. So that's about like a little over two, two hours. I'd say probably more the screen time that I know of people is about that on social media, if not a lot more. But because we're on social media so often, we're naturally exposed to see what everyone's doing. We have this digital display of everyone's best life, you know? Everyone's displaying the pic- picture-perfect like experience that they're having when in reality, maybe the party isn't that fun. Or, you know, maybe where the beach you know maybe it's really cold you don't know the situation because you're just seeing it through their lens but that doesn't diminish how it can negatively impact you we have this constant stream of documentation is not good for us to be on but regardless we're still going to go on our phones the word fomo actually stems from the term that was originally used in the 2000s because of myspace so when myspace was first created so was the term FOMO. And it was continuous. It spirals into some sort of emotional distress and this constant sort of upward social comparisons and unreasonable expectations that we have on ourselves to constantly be everywhere in these groups can adversely impact our self-esteem. And these events are associated with an emergence of depressive symptoms in some individual's and has caused an epidemic of loneliness amongst a lot of teenagers, millennials, basically anyone with a phone at this point. And then this can also cause serious uncertainty in ourselves because it can cause us to second guess what we're doing in our own lives. And, you know, are we doing enough? Because if we're seeing some sort of experience online that we wish we were a part of, either You know, the classic example is that you didn't get invited. Maybe your whole friend group hung out and you didn't get invited. That's gonna prompt you to think about, oh, it's my fault instantly. Or I don't know, maybe that's just me. I always go to, it's my fault, or I did something wrong, instead of maybe it had nothing to do with me. Or it could be that, you know, a bunch of people went on vacation and you wish you were. In vacation, or like right now, right now, I'm stuck studying in school. That's a circumstance I can't control. And yet, I'm seeing all these people that I love in my life at home, just having so much fun, relaxing. Like, this year has been so exhausting and mentally draining. I, why am I gonna cry? Fuck. Like, I just, I, I wanna go home so, so bad it's crazy because I feel like I can't relax here. I don't know why. Maybe I'm hoping I'll have a better experience in Boston, but like I literally cannot relax here fundamentally. I don't know what's going on. I can't sleep. I just feel constantly unsettled here and I miss being a part of, you know, a group and a situation at home where I can just, like my shoulders can come down and I don't have to force them down, you know. They're just naturally like that and I can just be myself but for now I just am having these extreme feelings of FOMO in my friends and then FOMO of being myself and also FOMO of life and I definitely feel the loneliness that it can cause you know I've been on my phone I feel like a little too much lately where I'm just constantly refreshing to watch everybody seem to just relax at home (laughs) And it's not good for me. And I should definitely stop. Maybe this is what's causing my anxiety spiral. Uh, yeah, that's definitely what it is. But yeah, I feel the effects of loneliness. I've definitely, m- this circumstance is a little different because I can't control the fact that I'm at school. But as we get into the first type of FOMO, th- I used to look inward on myself a lot. So, you know, I guess let's just get right into it. Traditional fear of missing out in a friend group. So I first felt FOMO in middle school. I was part of a trio and they, we were all really close at first, but everyone knows the classic trios never work out example. In middle school, I would hang out with these two girls and we were sort of inseparable, but there was a point around seventh to eighth grade where I felt like they would start hanging out without me or I would be in a position where I would be asked to hang out without the other member of the group. And I would immediately look inward and internalize this exclusion as my fault. I didn't even think twice about it. I was like, oh my gosh, what did I do? There's something wrong with me. I maybe shouldn't have said this thing when we were hanging out. I should have invited them here and I didn't. I should have not studied and been there with them, you know. I took it so personally at such a young age. I shouldn't have been it wasn't good for me. It's not good for anybody to start negatively looking inward on themselves because of an external circumstance. And I should have, I didn't know any better, but I immediately started sort of hating myself in a way. That was when I first started to recognize that I didn't like myself in middle school during this sort of period of exclusion. And then I moved to a different friend group halfway through middle school. And, you know, I was trying to like fit in. I was trying to like nudge my way in. And in high school, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is a new group. I gotta, I gotta fit in. So I started to sort of sacrifice parts of myself that I shouldn't have to make myself fit in. I I sort of started acting a little bit differently. I would sacrifice a lot of family time and family events because I felt like I had to be there even though everyone was just sitting around on their phones on the couch I was like if I'm not there something's wrong with me which is a crazy correlation but I feel like it's so common in especially today's teenagers honestly because they're exposed to social media and more advanced means of looking at everybody's lives than I ever was and I never my sister feels this all the time when I talk to her And she recently had back surgery, and she's like, my friends are hanging out, and they didn't invite me, and, like, they didn't come see me, and I feel terrible because I had a phone at 13, yeah, but it wasn't like I had Instagram and I didn't use Snapchat as much as I do today, whereas her friends act like they're 20, and they're posting everything about their lives on Snapchat, and she has to watch it all, and I hate that she's going through this in the same capacity that I am, and I'm almost 20, and she's 13, that really scares me for, you know, I I don't want her to internalize it the way I did and think there's something wrong with her. I never want her to feel that way. Because a prone sort of side effect of FOMO is that you will start exhibiting these impulsive behaviors to try and relieve FOMO. Like I was reading a study from 1982 to 2004. It was a continued survey and it said that millennials and teenagers spending increased because of fear of missing out. And I thought that was crazy. But it makes sense because as soon as we have any sort of anxiety, we will try and do anything that our body will convince ourselves is an immediate solution. For example, if I feel really overwhelmed with school, I will sort of I don't know, shut down or go to things that I can control. Like I can control you know, what food I'm eating or like how much I exercise, like those are really bad things to go to but my my brain just sort of, that's my default, that's my impulsive behavior that I go to when I'm really anxious. Other people's could be, you know, oh, I'm gonna go by myself, this isn't this or I'm gonna go do x, y, and z, sort of like counterproductive, not beneficial behaviors just to sort of temporarily relieve the anxiety that you have of missing out on an experience and I did this a lot with my family growing up I there was always been a rift between my parents and I but my fear of missing out definitely took a toll on that because I didn't want to miss anything my friends were doing I don't maybe it was because you know it was a new friend group and I was trying to fit in but I didn't I didn't want to miss anything basically I would cut family events short I wouldn't go to family events I wouldn't go to family dinners I was part of the problem in the rift that my family and I had for a really long time because I didn't want to miss out on anything which is crazy that I would sacrifice a family event so that I can sit on a couch and be on my phone with five other people I don't I still feel this way and I have no idea why I think I think it really stems from being exposed to it went out in middle school with the, the trio but i don't know why i feel it so strongly right now i'm in high school i'm in i'm in college right now i'm in college i should be i don't know i feel like i've grown i've definitely grown out of it a lot like when i go home if my friends are hanging out you know i won't feel compelled to be there anymore but in high school it was like if i wasn't there i'd have some sort of like panic attack for no reason because there's no reason that I should have wanted to be there instead of with my family. Yet, I would basically throw a temper tantrum to my mom if she wouldn't let me go. And I think part of that is also because that transition from middle school to high school, I was excluded a lot from friend group hangouts in the trio and then various other friend groups I was in. I, was, I wasn't always included. I wasn't always in the group chat. I felt like I couldn't really find my people for a while and... Uh, trying to find, you know, your set group. Middle school to high school is one of the hardest times for trying to solidify your friend group. You have school that sort of facilitates it in a way based on who's in your class, who you're sitting with at lunch. These stupid little factors actually play a large role in your social circle and your social group. And if you don't have a class with somebody and you not know, you weren't added to the group chat, you're not invited. And it's sad that it works that way. And it's I laugh at it now because... At the time, I thought it was literally the end of the world. Like my sister, I feel so bad because I keep trying to tell her that it's not the end of the world. And if somebody is excluding you, that's because one, maybe they're just being mean. Girls are mean sometimes. Maybe they're just being mean. It has nothing to do with you. Or it could be that they forgot to invite you. You know, sometimes that happens. They forget. And, you know, it's shitty, but it happens. Or it could be... A multitude of other reasons but going through those young stages of life it's inevitable to be excluded from somewhere and then feel like you're missing out on the mall or I don't know going to the beach some fun experience that you wish you were a part of and it's weird to feel FOMO so physically sometimes like it will cause me to have physical symptoms of anxiety and that's why I perform some of these impulsive behaviors to try and relieve it. And you know sometimes it works. Sometimes I have productive methods to instantly rel- relieve anxiety. Like I'll just go on a walk or I'll go on a run or maybe I'll scroll on my phone but that normally makes it worse. Is there a plane? I don't know. But some of these can be productive. Other times they're just not productive. When I'm really anxious I can't read Because I can't focus on the book. So that's not something I normally go to. But it's something I've been trying to. I'll journal sometimes. Honestly, I need to get back into journaling because I miss it. But that's beside the point. (laughs) The point is that, you know, it's inevitable to be excluded from somewhere. And there's no beating around the bush in the fact that it sucks. And it definitely makes you think negatively about yourself. And I feel like that's where... A lot of girls and people in general start to view themselves in a negative way in middle school this was the first time i recognized that i viewed myself in a negative way because i was excluded from somewhere and i felt like i was missing out on going to the mall the mall the king of Prussia mall is a mall in philadelphia or like right outside philadelphia and it's disgusting but i was like they went to the mall without me and they got dragon balls that you put in your mouth and they burst and they have smoke and I was so jealous but I just sat there and I was like god like what would I do wrong I don't get it I have such a bad tendency to sort of conform or suppress my personality to meet the group that I'm in which has caused me to have a lot of identity problems because I'm like I'm constantly questioning who I am because I I don't want that fear of missing out ever again. I don't want to be excluded ever again. Like, I just want to fit in. But I'm, I don't know how to act. I sort of read the situation. I'm really quiet. And then as soon as I feel a little bit more comfortable, I'll just act according to the group. But that's not what I should do. I need... I feel like personally, I have done this less in college, but definitely in high school. And even now a little bit in college I'll sort of just like pick up mannerisms of other people or to fit in or just change what I'm doing a little bit to fit the group and I shouldn't have to do that because I'm scared that I will be excluded from something or feel like I'll be missing out but there's always this my sort of inner child or like middle school voice of me dictating what I'm doing in a group. To make sure I don't miss out. Which is terrible. I don't know if anyone else feels that way. But if you do, I get you. And it sucks. Because you feel like you can never be yourself. And it doesn't even matter. The people you can be around could be totally supportive. Totally your people. And you could still conform your personality to fit the majority. And that's just basic group psychology. Like It's sort of, again, inevitable for us to perform this personality suppression to some capacity to prevent being excluded and to make sure we feel like we're fitting in. I talked about this a lot in the last episode Loneliness in College, but a way that I have relieved a lot of my FOMO is obviously, you know, you grow out of it. You get more mature. Not even that, but you learn to better spend time with yourself. I feel like right now I'm super comfortable being by myself. For example, today I'm probably going to spend all day by myself because I don't have the luxury of going home for Memorial Day and I don't want to go to this party and be in the cold so I'm probably going to spend the majority of my day by myself and you know that's all right and I honestly don't feel like I'm missing out on anything so I wish I was home with my family of course that's where I feel the most FOMO but regardless I feel super comfortable in spending this entire day by myself and I don't feel as strong of a fomo to be somewhere. I feel like the old me would have been at this party cuz I didn't want to miss out, but after, you know, knowing what going out entails, I don't think I want to do that today. And the bo- the ma- the bottom line is that if you learn to spend time with yourself and enjoy time with yourself, that's definitely helped me relieve the sort of traditional sense of fomo. The fear of missing out on some sort of friend group experience. Now, the second category of FOMO that I feel is more prevalent in my life right now and not really talked about enough is what I call FOMO, (laughs) fear of missing out on life. So as the quarter, this quarter comes to an end and the year comes to an end, my freshman year of college, I've been super reflective on how much growth I've done this year, how the person I was in September... I don't even recognize that person compared to who I am today and looking back on my college experience I honestly feel like I haven't lived and I feel like I've missed out on life and I mean this in the sense that I feel like life has sort of passed me by and I've I've been a lot sort of sleepwalking through it I've been sort of cooped up with a computer screen doing school And I feel like I wasn't, maybe I didn't party enough. Maybe I didn't go to the beach enough. Maybe I didn't go to enough sorority events. I feel like I didn't get the full freshman year college experience. And I think part of that is my situation in that I was applying to transfer and I realized that this college environment wasn't for me. Maybe that was why I feel like I've been missing out on life so strongly. But also, it's definitely me. I have the personality where I get super wrapped up in school and I will put it before everything. And that's part of this imbalance of work and life that I don't, that I have. I have not a good balance. And I've really worked on it this quarter and I'm really proud of myself, even though that's meant getting little to no sleep. But prioritizing social things has definitely helped relieve some of my fear of missing out on life. But I always ask myself this question, like, am I doing enough? Am I going out enough? I feel like I'm always second guessing what I'm doing and comparing myself to, you know, maybe some of my friends that are on the East Coast living a totally different college experience. I feel like I've sort of, again, slept a walk through the year. There have been a few moments where I felt very present and alive in a situation and happy, but for the majority I just feel like this year has been one big fog and I don't know how to push it away I don't want to go into this next chapter of my life next year this summer feeling like I have any regrets and I say this now but I feel like I'm gonna get to Boston and be super overwhelmed with the new school system like I was this year basically repeating freshman year of college it's gonna suck like I can't even work around it Am I super anxious to repeat freshman year? Yes. I have to do all this fucking shit over again. Like, make friends. Like, learn a new school system. Try and navigate a new place by myself. I don't want to do it again. But I know I have to because I've paid the enrollment deposit. And I can't just stay at a place because I'm comfortable now. I don't feel like... A lot of the reason why I'm transferring is because I don't feel comfortable here. And I have to be uncomfortable first to be comfortable. So... I can't, I can't be scared of that, if that makes sense. I can't, I can't focus on fearing something that hasn't happened yet. I need to go into this next chapter with a clear mindset and focus on prioritizing social relationships equally to school, because it is equal in the end. It's all about networking. We know this, but (laughs) anyways, the point I'm trying to make is that I can't, fear missing out when the experience hasn't even happened yet i am going to step into this chapter completely new and you don't have to start over to relieve fear of missing out you can start over any day it doesn't have to be a monday or a sunday or next month or next year you can start over anytime right now and have a clean slate and try and enter your life with a new perspective and a new view and Have a better work-life balance. I think that's what it comes down to sometimes when you feel like you're missing out on life. You have to sacrifice not doing the lab report one day or not getting some work done. It's gonna be okay. You're making memories with your friends and that should always be more important. And I can't wait to go home and take this into consideration and start this new chapter with this open mentality. The fear of missing out on life has sort of had the same effect in that I look negatively toward myself when I start to feel this type of FOMO. I 100% internalize it and because it's my fault. It's my fault I'm not at the party and nobody stopped me from going to this event but myself. So it's really easy to look negatively on myself and think, oh my gosh, like you should be doing that. Like, why aren't you there? This is your fault. Nobody is going to force you to go out anymore. Like you have to push yourself. You have to make yourself be a little bit uncomfortable to live these moments and be a part of an event that you want to be a part of. There's nobody else to look back on but yourself. There's no one that excluded you this time. I feel like this sort of missing out is worse in that sense that there's no one to sort of blame. Like it's not, oh, she didn't invite me to the party. It's you just chose not to go that's your fault and now you're watching it all on social media and you feel bad that you're not there but when you feel that way you have to ask yourself okay what am I really missing you know is the party really that fun were you gonna drink if you were maybe it'd be a little bit more fun but I normally don't so maybe maybe that's why I don't have fun I, I don't know but regardless it's it's like what are you really missing you can't... I guess we can go into the advice right now. How to sort of relieve these to both types of FOMO. So first of all, yeah, you got to ask yourself what you're really missing. What what are you doing right now that you aren't at that event? Are you maybe spending time with family? Are you doing necessary self-care? Is there something that you're doing that's more of a priority than being at this event? And if so you have to keep that in mind to remind yourself of that. If there's a purpose and a reason why you're not there, then remind yourself, this is good for me. Like today, I'm not going to this party because I'm just truly burnt out. Recording this, I feel like I'm gonna fall asleep. I have no natural energy anymore and it's it's terrible. I don't know how to get it back. If someone has any tips, let me know. I'm about to go get myself coffee after this because I'm just dead inside and I keep yawning and I feel like I'm gonna pass out. So I'm not in the right mental state to go to a party and be a good party person. I'm not going to be fun. I'm probably going to complain if I go. Be a little annoyed. Maybe I get like, yeah, I'll probably be a little annoyed and I won't be a good friend to be around at a party. So that's some necessary reflection you might have to do when you have this fear of missing out on life. If there's a reason that you're not there, Honor that reason and commit to it. I'm not going to sit here and think about the party all day. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to honor the fact that I'm really tired. And I'm going to ignore the little voice that's like you're missing out on life. Because there are going to be a million and one more parties. There are going to be a million and one times where I can see my friends again. But right now I need to take this extra long weekend and really get some sleep back and reset that's what I need so ask yourself what you need maybe you can use this opportunity to do some self-care or get some things done that you wouldn't necessarily have time to do on the weekend like read or weekday like read or go to the beach or take a walk etc and another part of that is stop comparing yourself to others I am the number one culprit of comparing myself to others uh especially this summer you know, watching all of my friends and family doing amazing things over the summer, amazing internships, amazing opportunities, and accepting the fact that I'm at a different point in my life sucks. I have this fear of missing out on life. Like, I should be getting an internship. I should be getting a job. But I have to accept the fact that, one, this year has been so mentally and physically debilitating that I need the minimal summer I have before surgery and before I have to move into Boston to recuperate. And I need to honor that because if I were to force myself to take a summer class or get a summer job, by the time I got to BU, I, it wouldn't be a fresh start. And I wouldn't be my best, putting my best foot forward to start a new academic career at an academically challenging university. And also, I'm getting back surgery. I just think that's like a minor thing in my head. I'm like, oh my god, that's just an excuse. That's not an excuse. I'm doing something necessary to take care of myself, yet I still feel like I'm missing out on life. And It sucks but what can help me is to stop comparing myself to other people. Did this girl get an amazing internship? Yes. Did she go through a whole year of hell and transfer process and being so far from her family and have to get back surgery and watch her whole family get surgery and not be able to help them and go through all the things that I've gone through? Probably not. So there's no and if she has that's really good for her but you know what I mean there's no use in me comparing myself to other people because my circumstance is totally unique and I just have to accept the fact that it's okay to take this summer of rest for once in my entire life because I need it because I literally won't even be able I'll be able to walk but mentally I I have a really hard time when sitting still and not being able to work out and not being able to be active i'm a very active person and i know that's this surgery is going to take a mental toll on me and there's a potential for me to go into a dark place like i used to and piling on some sort of schooling on top of that it wouldn't be good for me and i don't think i could do it so in order for me to accept this and go into the summer with you know i'm gonna live it up until I have surgery. And when I get surgery. I'm still going to try and live it the best I can. Until I move in. I have to stop comparing myself to other people. And everyone should too. It's it's really hard. But this is shitty advice I guess. Put your phone away. I'm like sitting here alone. There's nothing else to do. I'm like scrolling on Instagram. Scrolling on TikTok. Whatever. And I shouldn't be. Because there's no point in me looking at all of these things happening. And I'm not there. Yet I'm still picking up my phone. So... Instead of doing a counterproductive impulsive behavior, if you're feeling really anxious, I have a list on my notes app of things to do when I get really anxious and I will refer to that instead of doing something counterproductive like controlling, hyper fixating on like what I'm eating or working out, you know. That's sort of my default and it's not a good default and I've been trying to work on it for years, but and it's an activities list that can help prevent me from doing something that will negatively impact me and my health down the line and in the future to try and relieve some sort of temporary anxiety feeling of missing out on life for example i'll probably go on a walk today at some point i have to get boxes i have to start moving out which is stressful in itself but regardless you can call your mom call a friend Uh, there's definitely somebody you haven't talked to in a while maybe give them a phone call see what they're doing or there's maybe somebody not at the party ask them what they're doing those are better behaviors to indulge in when you're feeling really anxious because you feel like you're missing out Than sort of forcing yourself to go on a run or I don't know something that isn't good for you like scrolling on your phone for hours because that's that, those behaviors are just going to feed into this vicious cycle of anxiety and negative self-talk. That's not going to help you moving forward. If anything, it'll just sort of cause you to have some sort of pity party for yourself and feel really bad about yourself and sort of get into this negative hole. That's not good. And it's, it's okay to feel that way sometimes. But you shouldn't let the fact that you're not at an event or you're not at a party consume you. And if you were intentionally excluded, that's unacceptable and that's unokay, not okay. And whoever intentionally excluded you, look at that person and reevaluate your relationship with that person. If that person was sort of a major played a major role in your life and they purposefully did this with malicious intent, then reevaluate where they stand. That doesn't mean completely cut them out of your life. I'm saying Maybe categorize them in a different way. In college, I've had to learn to categorize friends a lot and say that friends, serve, certain friends serve a different purpose. Not everybody in the friend group has to be the person you tell everything to. Not everybody in the friend group has to be the person that you study with. Not everybody in the friend group has to be the person that you cry to, you know? I feel like a really big part of life that is part of growing up is categorizing your friends. If this person is purposefully excluding me from somewhere, then you know what? They're not a real friend. They're not valuing my presence the way I'm valuing theirs. They're not putting the time and consideration into the relationship that I am. Therefore, they're just going to be a party friend to me or more so an acquaintance. That can help you remove yourself from that situation and not think about it in an, oh my gosh, I did something wrong. I'm the problem type of way, but more so okay, they don't value our relationship. I'm not going to put energy into that anymore. Your energy is very important. I feel like also a part of this fear of missing out is you just say yes to everything. Everyone, I feel like a really big trend on social media too is just to say yes to everything. You know, should you say yes to everything? Yes, of course. Like I want to be here. I want to be there Overcommitting yourself because you want to miss out. Hot take, don't say yes to everything because everything you say yes to takes up time and takes up your energy and your energy and your time is precious that's valuable that's time that you could be doing self-care or f- calling your mom or doing something else that you want to do but because you're scared of missing out and you're just saying yes and over committing yourself to all these things now what you're left at the end of the day burnt out probably unfulfilled by whatever event you just went to and forced yourself to go to and you don't have energy to do the things that you wanted to do. So I don't agree with the say yes mentality. And that's why. Because your yes, everything you say yes to is precious energy and time that should be valued. And if it's not valued by whatever you're going to say yes to or you don't feel like you will be valued by saying yes, don't do it. If your friend asks to go to a party and then they're just going to leave you and treat you like shit, don't say yes. Say No. And will you watch the party on social media and it'll probably look like the best time ever? Yes. But in reality, how would you have been treated in that situation? Would you have been taken advantage of and walked on all over? Or would you have been valued in the group and felt like your presence was acknowledged a little bit more? And that's the difference between saying yes because you genuinely want to be there and you like the people that you're going to be around and saying yes purely because you're missing out and i want to leave on that note that your yes is important because you are important your presence is important and if it's not being valued by whatever you're saying yes to don't do it that's i know that's a hot take i feel like why is that it's the solution why is that a saying like say yes to everything do everything no don't do everything do something and say yes because you genuinely enjoy the activity and want to be a part of whatever group that's partaking in it. Don't say yes just because you feel like you're going to miss out. That's not going to get you anywhere and if anything, you could end up with your feelings hurt. That's why this year I've been super protective over what I say yes to. I really think about every activity and I'm like, is this going to fulfill me? And you know, help me throughout my day have more energy you know is this activity going to be an energy giver or an energy taker ask yourself that before you say yes anything don't just say yes for the sake that you feel like you're going to miss out preserve that energy and put it into something that you really want to do and i guess that's all i have for today I think this episode is going to be a little bit shorter, but I hope that you guys enjoyed and if you want to hear more about this topic or have any topic suggestions, please go follow the at Pod Instagram and you can interact with the TikTok as well. I know I haven't been super active. I probably won't be until summer comes because finals are low-key already kicking my ass and they haven't even started. But yeah, if you have any suggestions, please interact with the social media and if not, you know, spread the social media follow it i don't know tell your friends but i hope you guys enjoyed this episode and i'll talk to you guys next sunday bye